Hey saints, this is Milan Milan. This is the study of Revelation 19 and 20. I first like to apologize for this coming on late. I was supposed to have this out um, yesterday. So, my apologies. Um, but we are going to study Revelation 19 and 20. And as always, I'll read the chapter and then we'll go through it to um, understand it. Right. And I'd like to, of course, start out in prayer. Uh, Father, I just I thank you for this opportunity to speak to my brothers and sisters and anyone who does not know you, Lord. And I ask that they are drawn to you your children are drawn to you that they understand that they cannot make it in this life without you father you are the only um, way we're held together Lord I ask that seeds are sown and you will provide the increase. Amen. All right. So this week I'm reading out of the King James Version. And um, so we'll just get right into it. Chapter 19.1 starts as this. After these things, I heard aloud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying alleluia salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the lord our god for true and righteousness are his judgments because he has judged a great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication and he has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her Again, they said, Alleluia, her smoke arises up forever and ever. And the 24 elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshiped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you, his servants and those who fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord, God, omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Amen. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. 
And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judged and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of the mouth goes a sharp sword, and with it, he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron he himself threads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty god and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and on those who sit on them, and the flesh of all the people free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beasts, the king of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war, war against him, who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked the signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped the image. These two were cast alive in the lake of the fire, burning with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword and proceeded from the mouth of him and who sat on the horse. And all of the birds were filled with their flesh. All right. This is deep, but I'm going to do my best to break it down. All right. So... As I mentioned last week, um, Alleluia, right? And verse one is the Greek translation of Hallelujah. And Halle is praise and Luya is Yahweh. So what it is saying is praise Yahweh. Amen. Praise Yahweh. And we will now get into... Jewish tradition okay and in Jewish tradition like a Jewish wedding this was the betrothal period which is the marriage and that was like a contract that was agreed to um, upon by the two dads right the dad of the bride and the dad of the groom and so the father of the groom would pay the father of the bride and this would be like decided as early as like two years old right for the the two that were to be married so around the teenage years is when they would actually um have the marriage right when it would actually be the marriage um is around their teenage years so but in between time the groom would then go off and he would build an addition to the father's house now, this was about a year prior to the marriage. 
So back in Matthew 25, it spoke about 10 bridesmaids and to watch for the groom um, by their lanterns. They would light the way for the groom to the bride. And the wedding banquet would last about um, seven days, a celebration. And the couple would then consummate their marriage. So Jesus paid the bride price with his blood, which is the purpose, purchase, I'm sorry, and the covenant. Okay. The rapture of the church is Jesus comes to receive his bride. Amen. And that's John 13, 33 through 14, 3. Now, right now we are living in the betrothal period. So also, and I just wanted to go over that. That was just amazing to me to really like learn and hear about the Jewish traditions, um, how they were married. All right. So 19.1, what we're seeing is heaven rejoicing over the destruction of the great harlot. And down in 19.6, heaven is rejoicing over the wedding banquet. Um, of the lamb okay now the wedding banquet of the lamb is um, also of course it's in Revelation 19 that we're reading but Christ returns to celebrate the marriage feast with the church and we are the body right the the the, the us believers we're the church okay so 19 11 through 16 there's a supper of judgment and so 1911 when it speaks of i saw the coming of jesus with the saints um and in revelation 3 14 it talks where it speaks of him um being named faithful and true so god's judgment does not show any discrimination so if we look at verse 19, where it spoke, speaks of, I saw the um, punishment of the beast, the beast there, that's the Antichrist and the false prophet um, in the lake of fire. So every soul does live forever. It's just a matter of where your soul will spend eternity. It's going to either be in heaven or it's hell. Then the only two places there is not a rebirth like a reincarnation like many think or you know you get to come back like a butterfly or anything like that like that's not that's not true okay you your soul will live forever okay but depending on you and your choices this God will not force himself on anyone it's either going to be the in hell or heaven just those two places no other place heaven or hell so when christ returns it will be light everywhere like everywhere it's going to be light light and i just want to give you a contrast of the first and the second coming of christ so the first coming of christ um matthew 21 7 he was gentle and he was riding in on a donkey 
versus the second coming of Christ, Revelation 19.11, he is riding on a white horse. Okay. Also, Luke 19, 41 through 44, he has eyes with tears, but Revelation 19, 12, the first part of it speaks of eyes ablaze with fire. Matthew 27, 29 speaks of um, wearing a crown of thorns. Okay, and I'm just actually going to go ahead and read that one. Matthew 27, 29. And what it says, when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. And they read in his right hand and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him saying, hail king of the Jews. That's compared to Revelation 19 12 the second part where he wears many crowns and then lastly but not least matthew 27 25 jesus blood um, on his enemies okay and since we're right here if you look at matthew 27 25 it says and all the people answered and said his blood be on us and on our children that is contrast to revelation 19 13 through 15 where it speaks of his enemy's blood is on jesus all right so going to revelation 20 i'm gonna read through it and then we'll go through the verses so revelation 20 verse 1 starts and I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain on his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished but after these things he must be released for a little while and i saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them then i saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to jesus and for the word of god who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection over such the second death has no power but they shall be priests of god and of christ and shall reign with him a thousand years now when the thousand years have expired satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth gog and magog to gather them together to battle whose number as is is as the sand of the sea 
they went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camps of the saints and be and the beloved city and fire came down from god out of heaven and devoured them the devil who deceived them the was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever then i saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them and i saw the dead small and great standing before god and books were open and another book was open which is the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books the sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and hades delivered up the dead who were in them and they were judged each one according to his works then death and hades were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire all right that's pretty straightforward but we're just gonna go through it so this is we're gonna speak in chapter 20 is talking about the millennial kingdom okay of course this is the 1000 year reign so verse 1 where it says then i saw an angel come down from heaven john sees a vision of an angel and his angel has the key to the bottomless pit and just looking at luke 8 31 jesus commands the demons to come out of the man so in this man right back in luke 8 31 he had um, a legion so a legion was like six thousand soldiers in the roman empire time and so the demon could have been lying but basically there were a lot and he they begged jesus to not send them to abusos now in new king james version you'll see abyss abusos is in the niv um, but the word is found in revelation 1. so there are some demons worse than other demons and they did not want to be cast with the other demons and so they begged jesus to not send them there right so they're obviously really evil like all demons are evil but these must have been really really evil that they begged jesus to not send them there with those other ones so verse 2 is speaking about the devil the dragon um, is his name in Revelation and the serpent of old is back in Genesis 3 so it's very clear when he says he laid hold of the dragon that serpent of old who is the devil and Satan right so he's making extremely clear on who he's referring to and 3 you know verse 3 I'm sorry he was bound so he's you know he's not free okay if he's bound he's not free 
So if you look at this, God is going to use believers to judge the world. Of course, under the authority of Jesus. And that is is beautiful. That is beautiful. He doesn't have to do it, but I I see it as is is our God showing he is a just God. Right? I take him and knowing that he is a just God just by the chances if you think about how many times in your your personal life have you been given chance after chance after chance by our God? He's been so gracious. I know he's a just God just from my own life, right? I'm not perfect. I have many flaws. I try to do what's right, but I know he's He's merciful just when I even look at my own life. But that's our God, right? So in verse four, is speaking about the second group are those who died in the tribulation. They did not worship Satan and they did not take his mark. Amen. Um, verse 5 is referring to the rest of the dead. Um, it's the unsaved dead. Those are judged at the end of the thousand year period. So saints who died before the tribulation, during tribulation, are part of the first resurrection. And in verse 6, unbelievers are cast into the lake of fire. So saints shall be priests of God and reign with him for 1,000 years. It's going to be so awesome. The righteous will live with Jesus, go into the millennial kingdom with glorified bodies, people who have not experienced death, but have regular lives, Life will happen pretty much like it is now. Um, it won't be. Well, these are the exceptions, of course. It won't be any political powers, right? Because it will just be um, Jesus. And that's more than enough. But I'm just explaining the difference. Over the whole world, um, Satan is bound in the thousand years. So there will be sin but it won't be like it's running rampant today. Um, so looking at Revelation 21 through 3, Satan is bound for the thousand years. Uh, Revelation 20 verse 6, Jesus will rule from Jerusalem and Christians will rule and reign with him. And there is judgment of the tribulation survivors. And you can find that in Matthew 25 verses 31 through 34. There will be a time of peace and joy is spoken of in Isaiah 2 verses 1 through 5. There'll, when animals um, will be tame, it speaks of it in Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 10. Now, Prior to the flood and after the flood, it will basically be a return of that. When there was peace and calmness, right? Um, this would be a time for longevity. It's spoken of in Isaiah chapter 65 verses 19 through 25. And then also a time of worshiping 
Jesus in Jerusalem. And this is spoken of in Zechariah 14, 16 through 21 of the verses. So people who live during the 1000 reign, life is going to be like amazing. I imagine from what I'm reading in, in the word is going to be awesome. Way much better than it is now. Uh, verses 7. All right. So verse 7 where it says, Now when a thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from prison. All right. So when it speaks of in verse 8 where it says the last part, They'll gather them to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. That's saying that it's just a lot. Okay, it's just a lot. And it's probably not a number to put on it. Or it may have given some more information about that. But it didn't. So, Satan is powerfully deceptive. Um, to lure people away from a perfect world. I mean, if you think about it in Genesis, right? When he tricked Eve and like we already know how that story went. So God is just in his judgments. Um, but the lake of fire, I want to say, is not hell. The lake of fire is torture. Um, Gehenna means lake of fire and all those are against God are going to end up there. So just because you're there, again, as I said earlier, your soul is going to live forever. It does not stop to exist. Um, but you do have a choice. If you want to go to heaven and you will follow Jesus and you make him Lord of your life. And you repent and you follow Christ. Or you can keep choosing to do your own will, live your own way. Um, but I promise if you don't accept the Lord, you'll end up in hell. I mean, it's, I don't know how else to say it. And I'm, I hate to sound so uh, blunt, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Is either heaven or hell. Your soul will live forever. You do have the choice. No one has not been predestined to go to hell or predestined to go to heaven. Okay. It, we do have a, a, a choice. Our father is, is loving that he has given us an option. We can choose. He's given us free will. You decide. Now. The great white throne, this is for the unbelievers. At the end of the seven-year tribulation, um, Matthew 25, verses 31 through 34, and then in 41, it speaks about him separating the sheep um, from the goats. Okay. So... The sheep are the righteous believers. The goats are the unrighteous believers. And at the end of the seven year tribulation, Jesus separates the righteous from the unrighteous. 
And so the 144,000 people who are saved in the tribulation are going to make up the first generation of the millennial kingdom. The unrighteous will be thrown in the lake of fire. Now, the righteousness has already been judged um, by this point already um, where we're at. So the great white throne is for the unbelievers. For the unbelievers, is pretty much like a courtroom, except it's not a debate. Either you're, um, we're not debating on your innocence or your guilt. And there's a prosecutor, but there's no defense. And there's a judge with no jury. There is punishment without parole. So in Revelation 20, 12, when it spoke, spoke of the books being opened, it said, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open, right? Books with an S on the end were open. And then it says, And another book was opened, which is the book of life. Okay. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Okay. So... I just wanted to make that clear. It was books, more than one book. All right. So I believe it would be the Bible, right? If you look at John 12, verse 48, the Bible will testify against people. Book of Records, Psalm 139, verse 16. A book of remembrance, which is Psalm 56 verse 8 and Malachi 3 verse 16 a book of works which is 20 verse 12 and a book of life which is also 20 verse 12 so there are quite a few books that are going to be open and just know that but at this point I mean nobody's trying to make it to the white throne trying to make it to the bema seat bema seat is not for the unbelievers it is for the righteous for the saints for those who chose to follow christ before he returns those who chose to live their life according to his word and his will not our own all right so i did mention before that there are seven blessings in the book um in revelation and i'm just gonna go through it one more time because now we're at the end i mentioned it somewhere and it may be the beginning of the study but the seven blessings of revelation i'm just gonna read off the chapter and verse they're all in revelation the first one is one verse three chapter 19 verse 9 chapter 20 verse 6 chapter 22 verse 7 chapter 22 verse 14 chapter 14 verse 3 and chapter 16 verse 15 now just reading back chapter 20 verse 15 in revelations where it says and anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire 
Let's not be the one cast into the lake of fire. If there's anyone who does not know Christ, now is the time to know him. He is truly a just guy. He is loving. He is merciful. People call on God when they need him. But what about when everything is just right? Why won't you thank him for that? Because the fact that you woke up, the fact that you're breathing and you're not in a hospital. I mean, all those are blessings. And I think sometimes we can take those small things for granted. And it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, it could be worse, right? Any situation can always be worse than what it currently is. So knowing that and just knowing that we do have a loving God, I see it's a call to thank him, to praise him, to worship him. And it shouldn't be when you feel like you need something or you need him to show up. Okay. This should be a part of your everyday life. He is worthy of the praises. He is a merciful God. And I know that Jesus is coming back soon. And I just want to be right with him. We are to work out our salvation. This is not something where you come to Christ and now you can just live your life any old way. Because there is always sin and there's going to be temptation all the time. Now, obviously, before he comes back, is what I mean all the time. Because once he comes back and all this is wiped away and they're in the lake of fire, it will be no more. But until that day, and our bodies are still flesh, before we're given this, this amazing glorified body, right, from our creator, we're going to have temptation. It's just going to be sin. And we cannot do it on our own. I guarantee you that there may be some sin that you can there is not as hard as others. You may be stronger in some areas than you are in others. But I guarantee you, we none of us can make it in this life without our creator, without Jesus with us. I can't get through a day. And so. It's time to come in Christ if you haven't. And the time is short. And I just. It would be unloving of me to know this and not tell you. It may not be something that is easy to hear, but it is truth. I would say to go to the father and to ask for an understanding if you do not have a relationship with him now i would say you will go to him and and you ask him ask him to reveal himself to you if you truly mean it jesus is coming soon he's coming for his bride And I, for one, want to be ready and I want to do the work that my father has commissioned us to do.
There's nothing I could ever do that's going to get me into heaven. The work is already finished. The work is done. When he died on the cross and then he rose in three days. Amen. He paid. My, my sin debt is paid in full. But we are commissioned as followers of Christ to tell this fallen world about him. To, to bring those to the knowing of who our creator is. He is merciful. And time is short. Because his mercy, his love is... is I hate to say it, but it's, it's going to be a day of wrath. And I don't want to be on the wrong end. I want to be in heaven. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> this podcast session is over. Next week, we're going to get into verses 21 and 22 of revelation and you know what that's going to be the end of revelation god willing next wednesday night it'll go up 6 p.m this saturday i truly don't have um really any more religions to discuss it hasn't been really set upon my heart to discuss any other religions but god willing i am going to have a podcast we will always of course keep continually discussing our lord and savior so stay tuned for it i love you brothers sisters in christ Jesus loves you more than you could ever imagine. Ever. If you don't know him, now's the time to come to know him. Romans 10. And it's verse um, 9 through 11. is honestly one of my favorite verses of salvation. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Until we meet again, whether it's in the sky on the podcast stay close to Jesus reach a word daily pray for those in Afghanistan pray for those people that don't know our Lord and Savior pray that you are found right when he returns do the work of our Father Every day, our lives should be about the, the, the business of the kingdom. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, y'all. 
done. Until we see, meet each other again. I love you. Go in love and show the world, show this fallen world the love of our Savior.